All right, welcome back to the Ballapert Smart Podcast. If you have seen any of our videos from last week, you saw that we started diving into WCW after Hulk Hogan turned into a bad guy, joined the NWO, started wreaking havoc on WCW. We just saw an episode where Hall and Nash left a bunch of guys laying in the back, sent them to the hospital. Arn Anderson was one of them. Who else? Scotty Riggs. Marcus Bagwell, Rey Mysterio, and there's a mystery about who's going to be the fourth member. So we're going to continue on with that. We're looking forward to Hog Wild in 1996, and Hogan challenged the Giants for the WCW title. He's going to try to bring some gold into his new stable. And we have one Nitro to cover on August 5th before Hog Wild. So let's see what happened on that episode after they had that wild beat down in the back and chaos ambulance was there and everything go back and watch that i'm gonna make a playlist about this by the way to make it easier for you guys to find so as we continue this storyline little by little by the way i didn't introduce you guys on this segment did i huh i gotta introduce you guys vlad the wrestling expert big wcw fan grew up in this era by the way so this is very absolutely his hits close to home robert and also watch all these shows live robert didn't watch wcw he was more of a wwf guy so these are kind of new to him, so we're getting like a fresh perspective. This was the intro that we all love, the explosion of the building that led to the WCW Nitro. Uh, that was yeah, so that was good, man. Classic. <laughs> that was perfect. That's so oh perfect. Oh my God. Yeah. So they're uh, at Walt Disney World here, I guess. Yeah. MGM Studios. Just the MGM Studios, it's called. All right. So let's see how they introduce the show. Obviously, it's not. But I got an idea, it's gonna be handled different, Tony. From what I hear, now the wrestlers are gonna handle their own security. We do understand that, that the wrestlers will handle their own security here tonight. An unprecedented move in World Championship Wrestling as we see behind us some of the wrestlers coming in right now. You see Scott Norton, Big Bubba is coming out. There is Ming, there's the Barbarian. Gentlemen, these men are not here. There you see this big guy. All right, so this is interesting. Never seen this, so there's a stable it's wreaking havoc on the company and the wrestlers are going to stand as bodyguard to make sure that the matches come off because these matches are so so important let's see who's fighting oh the rock and roll express it's very important we definitely got to watch this right (laughs) (laughs) if it was 10 years ago yes maybe 1990 maybe not 1986 so they're facing off against harlem heat but take this that's a harlem heat i thought that was interesting so the wrestlers are going to stand as bodyguards at this point early on in the nwo faction there's not that many members, only three. We already know what happens in this storyline, so we can talk about it retrospectively. But the stable becomes huge, and they become extremely dominant. But at the beginning, there's only three guys. So they kind of have to like bide their time and attack when they can right now, because obviously everyone's on guard, extremely on guard at this point. So let's see what happens as this show progresses. Uh, okay, so here's going to be another running storyline for this episode. The Nasty Boys are friends with Hulk Hogan in real life. So this is going to be a thing. People who are friends with Hogan, people are going to start being suspicious of them. Just because Hulk Hogan is a friend of the Nasty Boys, we're getting a lot of geek, if you know what I mean. What's a friend? (laughs) Always a friend. But Hulk Hogan does what he wants to do, and the Nasty Boys do what they want to do. It's a free country. Everybody has their own opinion. Jerry Sags, where do you stand? I stand right here. I don't say what Hulk Hogan. Hey, 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 
minute, Lex and Luke. Neither one of you guys are being very clear about this each and every week, and we want to know right now, where do you stand? Are you going to be a nasty boy with WCW, or are you going to walk with the outsiders? Hey, we stand where we always stood, right here in Nastyville. That's where we stand. <laughs> By the way, it's none of your stinking business anyway. We're going to make it our stinking business tonight. Well, bring it on, pal. Bring it on. Hey, wait a minute. Cooler tempers. Hey, I've got a prevent. That's exactly nice. what the Nasty Boys are talking about. Where was the WCW there? They just walked out here. Where's the WCW in our last couple of months? Hey, we don't condone what Hulk Hogan did, but we don't say there's nothing wrong with it either. Thank you very oh. much for Nasty Boys. <laughs> We've seen Nitro and That was cool. Because- I really like that, huh? Well, you got any comments about that Nasty Boys program? Of that? <laughs> Who knew that I'd have to give an opinion on the Nasty Boys promo in 1996? Uh, I guess uh, not prepared to do that, but here I here I go. I'm going to Nastyville, boys. I'm going to that, wherever that is. I'm going. So I mean, look, it was it was pretty good, you know. I mean, that was um, great. I love that. I think as far as what I remember of what happens, it kind of makes sense that Nasties were kind of, they were a heel group, so they were kind of okay with Hogan doing what he did when he turned heel as well. So it kind of makes sense. I thought that was full of personality. I don't see anybody like that in today's wrestling. (laughs) The Nasty Boys would be like the coolest wrestlers in the world today. Robert, did you want to give a quick comment about that before I move on? So I don't know where Nastyville is, but it sounds like an interesting place to be. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, that, well, that, that was my first time ever seeing that. I, I never saw any of that episode. So it's good to see some of these um, wrestlers again that I haven't seen in a while. That little segment was just bursting with personality. Bursting, which is Agreed. Agreed. completely the difference between today's wrestling and that era of wrestling. Sure. Okay, so you know what? This has nothing to do with the NWO, kind of, but I still want to play it since we're on this episode. It's very interesting. Here comes Chris Benoit with he ran woman, his future wife, and he murders. Her name is Woman. Nancy. Yeah. I know this is actually very exclusive footage that is kind of hard to find at this point because it's not on the WWE Network or on Peacock or whatever. They've cut out anything that has to do with Chris Benoit. This is interesting here. Listen to this, though. So Jimmy Hart comes out. He's with the Dungeon of Doom. They're sort of feuding with the Four Horsemen, which Chris Benoit and Woman and Miss Elizabeth are in. So he's going to come in and try to tell Woman that she shouldn't be with Benoit, that she should come with them. Let's see if we can listen in. trying to save her life man but he's not telling her that Benoit's gonna kill her he just said you're, he's never gonna be champion but he does eventually become champion all those three people are dead Miss Elizabeth and Nancy Benoit and, and Chris Benoit they were, yeah, it's kind of uh, yeah I mean it just shows you the dark side of, of the wrestling that, that's for sure all right, so here comes Dean Malenko. He's just going to try to take her. But, so Dean Malenko's not 
in the Dungeon of Doom, but he's feuding with Benoit. I guess we can analyze some of the work, see if this is realistic to you, Vlad. I don't like the thing where they grab their head and just start walking away, you know? Grabbing their head and throwing it against the That's a common thing. No, no, th watch this one right here when they're just going to start walking towards the back here. <laughs> what are they doing there? That's, that's one of Dean Malenko's 1,000 holds. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that was just a little aside with Woman and Chris Benoit that I thought was interesting. But I'm going to move on with the show. So there's a limousine outside, and everyone's like, oh, that's probably got to be the NWO. I don't know. So that's there the whole episode. And eventually, they're going to go confront at, at this for... point in time during this episode, were they called NWO already? Did they, yeah, they're the they New World for... Order. Definitely. Okay, so they were, they were yeah. already being referred to as the NWO thing. Yes, yes. From the first promo they hit when Hogan turned heel at the Bash of the Beach, they call themselves the New World Order. Cause, but cause then, the, yeah. in the earlier promo with the Nasty Boys, they were just referred to as the Outsiders. So that's why I was wondering if they were already called the NWO. They are the NWO. Okay. At this point, so. All right. So yeah, here's the one the... thing. Real quick, the one thing that go Hogan go did ahead. right away. I was just going to say in the promo when he when he turned heel, he said, "This is uh, the New World the Order of Wrestling." Yeah. Yeah, wrestling. So yeah, so he got that in, and it was a perfect heel promo. Anyways, yeah, I like Kevin Dunn. I don't want to, you know, spend too much time on that. All right, so this is going to carry on into that uh, thread that I was talking about earlier about the friends of Hulk Hogan. Here so here comes the Booty Man, who used uh, to be yeah. <laughs> with the Booty Bay, okay. which is Kimberly Page. Yes, that's uh, Diamond Dallas Page's future wife, I guess. I don't know if they're married at that point. But she's Booty Man's valet here, the Booty Babe. For those of you who don't know, the Booty Man was Brutus Beefcake in WWF, who was a yeah. friend in the storyline to Hulk Hogan. In this match, he's facing off against Ric Flair. He comes out with three nice ladies from the Four Horsemen. And they're going to have... Deborah too. Deborah, yeah, because Deborah McMichael and Mongo are in there too. So here comes Arn, who was one of the guys who got beat down by the NWO the week before, and he's going to stand guard. All the horsemen are actually there. They're going to stand guard. And the ending of this match, Ric Flair is not going to let go of this hole, and they're going to get disqualified. And the horsemen are going to beat down the booty man as a message to Hulk Hogan. And the horsemen are they are a, historically a heel stable from the 80s, which is interesting that they're kind of going up against another heel stable. But in this case, they would be the face just because they represent tradition, I guess. They represent WCW, so at least they represent the company that they work for. But they are acting very treacherous here beating yeah. up someone who is not even literally technically in the NWO, but... Beat up the referee, too. We've had enough of it. After last week, I can't believe it. You know, you were a victim last week. This week, you're a perpetrator. Intense pain is a wonderful thing, Gene Okerlund. Your life flashes before your eyes. That are the most important to you become crystal clear. Look at this. You start to begin to learn the meaning of life. Last week when they stuffed me in that ambulance and I looked across and I saw Flair, Sting, Woman, Bagwell, and myself, I realized that we were people brought together. 
not by philosophy, but by necessity. And I started to think, New World Order, New World Order, where have I heard that? And I remembered in the good book it says, when the New World Order is put into place, it signals the beginning of the end of time. Well, WCW is our world. It's where we live and breathe. And if you want to destroy it, Hogan and the Outsiders, you've already made a mistake that jumps off the page. You're going to take a baseball bat to a horseman, finish the job, because there's one rule of gang fighting. See, we are the original gang, and we're the most vicious in all of professional wrestling history. They send one of yours to the hospital, you send one of theirs to the morgue. Chris Benoit. Yeah, all right, well, I'm going to skip Benoit and Mongo's <clears throat> promo, and I'm going to do Ooh. Flair before I get some comments from you guys on the set. Flair, Rick, Rick, nature boy. What? Come here. Hold on. Wherever you are, watch this. Rick Flair <laughs> sending a message to Hulk Hogan of the New World Order because of the association between the Moody Man. Tell Hogan, tell him, tell him, send the word. We take it. Eugene, Hogan, you want our attention? You just got it. Huh? You think because you woke up one day, you became a bad man. <laughs> You're so wrong. You have made a mistake. This is my best friend. And you, <laughs> you crossed the line, pal. And now, wherever you are, you're going to pay the price. There's your best friend. Come get him, big boy. Come get him. Are you through now? Yeah. Thank you very much, Ric Flair. So Ric Flair hadn't had anything to do with the NWO up till this point. NWO was feuding with Sting and Luger and Macho Man, pretty much. And then they right. beat up right. those guys in this previous episode. But since he got to Arn Anderson, now the horsemen are involved. Ric Flair is actually the United States champion at this point, just yeah. so you know. But anyways, Vlad, you want to make any comments about this segment? I mean, Arn Anderson is a... I've, I've always, I, I know me and Kahan kind of have debated on Arn Anderson's promo style. Kahan doesn't really like Arn Anderson's promo style. I, I love it. I, I mean, I love the way he cuts a promo, the way he gets everything across, his perfection. He's not wild like Flair. Like, Flair's, Flair's hard to take serious because he's like, how oh, good? How oh, good? <laughs> you know? But Arn Anderson is more of a, a like, he, he means what he says type of thing. It's like straight to the point, like, boom. That's what we have to get across, and that's what I did. Flair's is a little bit like you know more wild and like character. Arn Anderson's like more of like a real person. I think that's the difference. So this was a great segment. This was a great segment. Yes, yes, definitely important too because it introduces Flair and into his feud with the NWO, which is obviously going to be a long-standing thing as we're going to see in the coming weeks or months, however long it takes us to watch some of these scenes. But I'm enjoying this. Did you enjoy that, Robert? Yeah, I did. Uh, so wow, the the booty man got his ass kicked. <laughs> he got his booty kicked. <laughs> yes. Uh, but the funny for, thing is, oh, sorry, I'll, I'll let Robert go. I'm sorry. For, but. Uh, poor guy, just guilty of my association. Exactly. Just getting jumped. Guarding the promos, I'm not very familiar with Arn Anderson's promos. I don't think I've seen enough of them. But if I were to take what I saw there as like a very small sample size, I, I thought he was pretty good. Yeah. I didn't have any problem with it. I don't know how it compares to his others, but just that one alone was pretty cool. 
Very dramatic. All right, I'm going to move on. So this is the first instance of a paid announcement by the NWO. So this actually wow, comes right? this actually okay. comes up oh. very often in uh, the this years coming come. couple years, yeah. yes. The following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. <laughs> Action. First off, move it. Go down. Punk him. Hey, look. Hey, look. Show me that crowd shot, Lex. Well, it's something like this. <laughs> then, we give the phone call. We tell Luger, hey, you got an emergency phone call. He goes in there, boom. We punk Sting. He used to do this, remember? Woo! Then... On Monday Night Nitro, we make a little guest appearance in the back lot. Make a little batting practice on some of WCW's finest. They beat everybody up! They beat everybody up in the WCW! Guys, I wonder, maybe Billionaire Ted and his Atlanta Braves, they could use a few home run hitters, because we sure know how to swing a bat. The crowning jewel. Take a look at us. Hulkster becomes... The NWO World Heavyweight Champion. August the 10th, I am going to beat the Giant on August the 10th. And you know something, guys? August the 11th, man. It's my birthday. Happy birthday to you. Giant. So this is also the very first instance of the NWO music flat that I've noticed fantastic i didn't how yeah. could you be so dumb brother to come to sturgis in one night transform the wcw belt in the nwo and ride off into the sunshine you know i like to say a little word to all the wcw wrestlers you know guys it's only business you know when you start in a corporation it's rocky road it's nothing personal should you choose to make it personal you know what the giant wants, brother? To keep his belt not. Ready? Go. You know, we're not talking about taking over anymore. No, not at all. We're talking about extermination. You know, Sting, Luger. Sometimes you meet guys that you dislike. And then sometimes you meet guys like, you know something, Sting Luger? You better get used to it because soon you guys are going to be out of a job. It's a new... Watch this. Oh, the tech, the I got uh, Sting and Lex back here, and they've asked me to stop this take time. Okay, so, all right, Craig. Trying to get a camera back here. They want to fill just a second. All right, we're going so to Sting and Lex now. All right, well, thank goodness we stopped that take. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, once again, we are in the midst of some crazy happenings here, and Mark, we apologize for what happened. You heard from uh, our director, Craig Leathers. We're attempting to get a camera right now back to Sting and Lex Luger. I guess they want to respond to what's going on. Okay. We're just going to hang out and they're in the control room. Sure None of that goes back. I had no choice. They told me to stop the tape. I just I had no choice. I didn't mean to stop it, but I had no choice. They they actually made this is about money to you, isn't it? No. you Where's the NWO letters on your shirt? I, I understand. Right, I'll just hang out here for a while. I understand. Let's make sure that no really? trash goes on the air. I'm going to deal with that tomorrow. Tell Master here. All right, all right. Okay. So, all right, here we go. Okay. Atlanta. In all right. 
let's get some comments about the NWO paid announcement and the following when it got cut off by Sting and Luger went in the production truck. I'll start with Robert this time. Yeah, I've seen very small bits and pieces of that in I think old promo packages. I've never seen that whole video in its entirety. Like, well, it happens a lot. They do this all the time. They're gonna do paid announcements like uh, every episode, kind of. It was bittersweet watching that just because Scott Hall's no oh, longer yeah. around, of and course, uh, it, yeah. you, he was so charismatic. It was fun to watch him. So I felt it was a bittersweet experience just to watch that promo because of him. I kind of wish I saw that live as it was happening back in the day. I was still mostly watching WF for the most part. I was very aware of NWO, of course, but I didn't really watch it consistently. Glad, give us some comments. I'll go after you. This was really good. The whole, this is brought to you by NWO and, and the way the music was and the way they shot this was kind of... Yeah, I was going to say it was shot gonna, very well, very creatively. I'm, I'm going to say it was kind of revolutionary because I don't think... I've seen that in previous, or maybe, I mean, I don't know. I can't say, but I don't think I've seen that in previous wrestling up to that point. So I thought that was really good. And they did a really good job of being heelish, obviously, in the promos and showing their personalities. These are like three pretty big personalities, three guys that could really cut pretty good promos. I liked that they kind of made sense that somebody tried to cut the tape because it's like, why is this airing? You know, it's WCW. Why are we letting this interview stuff air? So I thought that was also quite good as well. Made yes. sense logically. These videos they do with the background and the black and white and, and the cuts and everything, it makes them look really cool. This is my early childhood memory of the NWO. So yes, yes. I think that's a historical tape right there, but this is going to be a recurring theme in the days to come. So let's move on to later in the show. We got the giant. The giant is here facing. Do you know who that is, Vlad? Sergeant, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, I forgot that, his name. But the Sarge something. Yeah, <laughs> that, if you knew that, man, come on. That would be a deep cut. But he's oh, that guy. Yeah. He's managed I, I by... Did, I probably could figure it out as we're talking, but go ahead. Go ahead. See if you can remember. But yeah. Teddy Long is his manager. And after the giant pins him, he's also going to choke slam Teddy Long, who's going to oh, try to stop Teddy this post match beatdown. He's going to take a choke slam. For you guys who know, Teddy Long became the SmackDown general manager. <laughs> but I guess I'll play a little bit of Giants promo. Hogan! Because he's going to fight Hogan on Sunday for the title. He's the WCW champion. So let's hear what the Giant used to sound like back you in WCW. You're a couple of weeks. You've talked your trash. You... And Hall and Nash about how you're going to take over WCW. Brother, let me tell you, it's very simple. Your 15 minutes are up. I am the WCW World Heavyweight Champion. I dare you. I defy you. If you have any guts at all, show up in Sturgis and I'll show them to you. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. The Giant to meet Hulk right. Hogan. Yeah, this coming looks very menacing. 7 o'clock. Like a I believe that's fucking giant human man, like a wrestler that somebody would be scared of. Very different from today's day and age with Adam Cole and the Young Bucks, but I don't want to dwell on that. Okay, so this is the end of the show. The, the main event was the Nasty Boys against Sting and Luger, so they're going to tap them out and beat them. 
which was a callback to that earlier segment that they had with them. But they're going to confront the limousine at the end of the show. So they're going to go to the limousine and see who's in there. And they're going to open the door, and someone's going to throw them a briefcase. All right, we got to go, fans. And that's it. We'll see you. We'll see you at Hogwell Saturday night. Got a briefcase. Someone slammed the door shut. Good what does the briefcase mean? I don't know. I don't know what that was supposed to mean. Honestly, I didn't really like the ending. I didn't dig the ending too much. I think Ted DiBiase is the fourth member that me and Vlad, we, we found out. We researched this. We didn't really remember at first, but is that briefcase full of money? I don't know. They didn't show that it was full of money or anything. So I really don't know what point of that was. Kind of landed a little flat to me, but okay. It was just mysterious. Anyways, so that was Nitro. If you guys don't have any comments, I'm going to move on and show you what happened in that Hogan giant match at Hogwild. You guys ready for that? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. All right. So here's Hogwild. This is something I very much remember when I was a kid. Once a year, they would go to Sturgis, South Dakota, and they'd go to that motorcycle rally and hang out with all these bikers. biker guys. Yes. So it was kind of cool. It was cool looking. I thought it was a great venue. I kind of wish they still had it somehow. Well, AEW wouldn't make it cool because AEW is not cool. WWE also, it doesn't really fit their MO. But the place they were at looked great where they set up the ring and everything and all the fans they had and the entrance ramp. It's like real, real classic, man. It's real cool. I really like it. Here's Hall and Nash, here's Sting and Luger. This is not for the title. At this point, the Harlem Heat were the tag team champions, so this is just like a grudge match. But I'm gonna show you the ending. This is gonna be very interesting, Vlad. I think you're gonna like this, if you remember this. Do you remember this? I don't remember how it ended. All right, so here's the ending. So Sting's got Kevin Nash and the Scorpion at the bottom on the floor. And Lex Luger's gonna take Hall up for the torture act and bump into Nick, Nick Patrick. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Should yeah. I rewind it? So, <laughs> what? <laughs> he just fell onto Lucas. <laughs> what was that? Okay, listen, I gotta pause this because a lot happened there and some people only listen to the audio of this. I'm gonna rewind this and do it a little slower. So Lex Luger takes Hall up for the torture act and Scott Hall's legs are gonna swing around and hit Nick Patrick in the face. Okay, so he took a bad shot to the head. He's completely out of it, right? Now Nick Patrick is completely out of it and happens to fall on Lex Luger's the back of his leg and kind of with his forearm. <laughs> and then counts a three count really fast for Scott Hall. <laughs> okay, look, so for those of you who don't know, Robert, since we already know this storyline and we're watching it retrospectively, Nick Patrick becomes a member of the NWO. Okay, all right. Eventually. He, because I was, he going, becomes, to, yeah, I was heel going to make the comment that his fall looked more like an intentional strike. That didn't yes, look Yes, that's the joke. That was the joke. It was pretty hilarious, too, to be honest. So Hall and Nash take the victory, just for bragging rights, not really for anything. But let's move on to the main event, which is what everyone's waiting for. Here's Michael Buffer. Are you ready? For all the big matches. Made it seem so big. It's, it seemed so cool that Michael Buffer was there. It made it like a world heavyweight boxing match, you know? So here's Hogan, NWO attire, t-shirt, headband, and everything. He's, the shirt he has, it says the Terminator shirt. It's like a Terminator t-shirt. Mr. Hollywood Hulk Hogan! 
child, no Jimi Hendrix music at first, so it's just night, the end of the game. Here's the giant coming out with Seven feet Dungeon of Doom music, I guess. So, what I remember about this as a kid was that this match had a lot of hype, but it was goddamn so boring. Like, I really don't like this match. I don't recommend this match as a match to watch. A lot of Hogan jumping out of the ring, very slow at first, very methodical. Didn't really want to take any damage from the giant. Try to run away, but he was going to get counted out, so he had to come. They were really milking this for the people. But eventually, they do get in the ring. Here's some strikes. I'll show some of Hogan's punches, which I think is his strongest suit. His power punches, but they didn't really do any damage to the Giant. There's a lot of holding, a lot of these rest holds, as some people in the wrestling community call them. Grappling. A little boring to me. I don't really like this kind of wrestling. I don't really necessarily like, like, high-flying, super Mexican jumping bean wrestling, but this type of wrestling I don't really like either. <laughs> well, I have a point to make about that, though. Okay, Real quick. I see what you're saying, but at the same time, what kind of match could you expect from two big guys like this? To be fair, they're not going to have like some sort of classic Bret Hart Shawn Michaels match. These are two pretty big dudes. They're going to have more of a kind of match in the sense of it's not going to be up and down type of match. On on the mat, on the mat. Yes, I got. It's got to be more in the mat. The psychology is what's going to have to be good in this thing. And I don't really remember it being that good either. But it was okay. I remember it being okay. All right. Well, let's skip to the ending. I'll skip to where it starts to get. The giant actually starts hulking up the Hulk Hogan good guy thing, which, you know, I kind of don't like, but I guess I could buy it here just because he looks way bigger and stronger than Hogan. So maybe none of these punches are actually registering and he's just kind of making fun of Hogan. But anyways, so he's going to get him into a position where he's going to look like he's going to win and somebody has to come help Hogan, obviously. So that's why I didn't really want to watch the whole match. It's not a match that's worth really watching all the way through. Let's just get to the interference spot because we know his boys are going to try to come help him. So here it comes. There's Scott Hall. On the top rope. And the giant has it. Yep. The giant throws him in. He got Body slam off the top rope. Kevin Nash that. is going to come in. He's on the uh -oh. floor. See Nash out here now. Nash. Nash. Oh my goodness. Nash has the megaphone of Jimmy Hart's. And we're going to get a choke slam on Hall. Here it goes. He got him down. Watch out. Turn around, Giant. The referee trying to get Hall out. Nash gets kicked. The megaphone goes down. Choke slam him. He's going to choke slam him too. There's the megaphone. Watch out. sure made a fast count there too but okay a little chaotic that ending and before i get some comments i'll just show you what happened after the match obviously they're gonna celebrate a little bit they're the new champions they accomplished their mission here comes the booty man so they were right to beat him up huh yeah there's the fourth member i guess but Hold on a minute. So Hulk Hogan's going to come out, kiss the booty man, tell him, yep, we've been friends for this long. But then he tells Kevin Nash, whispers into his ear to, to get him. So then they whoop his ass, too. If he would do that to his best friend, what would he do to you, huh? Tell you something, Ric Flair. 
That is business, brother. And that was my best friend. If I'll do that to my best friend, what am I gonna do to you in Denver, Colorado? The NWO rules, brother. Hulk Hogan is a very dangerous, sick oh. individual. This is the first oh instance God. where they spray, spray paint, paint the oh, NWO letters and Somebody desecrate the traditional right now. WCW World Heavyweight Championship belt. Make it the NWO Heavyweight Championship belt. There you go. So the Hulk Hogan era, evil Hulk Hogan era has begun in WCW. So there you go. All right. Boy, I was just going to say, boy, the giant is really selling that thing. He's been out cold for at least five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Somebody gets the smelling salts for this guy. He might be in a coma. Yeah, that was like Edge and Shayna Wayne, basically. <laughs> with the grazing shot well this was a better shot than yeah, yeah, yeah. Away for, but still yes it was it, it shouldn't be out this long <laughs> Vlad any comments about the ending of this match the, the giant no. Hulk Hogan match this sets up basically the Hogan era the Hogan heel NWO era from my recollection he holds on to basically the belt for another year from here so this was what August 1996 so he definitely he holds on to it for another year straight and it was a great year <laughs> What a, what a year for the company. So I think that this was the beginning of a, a really great time for WCW. I'll just say that, man, why was the referee looking at Scott Hall on the floor when he had nothing to do with the match and completely distracted? I don't know. We, we nitpick AEW a lot, so I could nitpick here if, if I wanted to. That's all I'm saying. But yes, other than that, the whole storyline and them beating up the booty man afterwards, being heels and spray painting the belt and the commentators just being all dejected to end the show. It's all good. It's all really good. Robert, I don't know if that's the first time you saw that. That is, that is. not an obscure match, but what do you think? Poor booty man got his booty kicked again. Again? <laughs> yeah. First time for being guilty by association, then the second time just so that Hulk Hogan can send a message to Flair. Poor guy. Yeah, but but I think later on down the line, right, uh, he does join the NWO for real, right? Kevin? What is what yes, is his character? He becomes the oh. disciple. So this, the yeah, disciple. The disciple. His gang initiation. Yes. Yes. Basically. Yes. Everybody. Everybody in the NWO is beat down before they join the NWO pretty much. Absolutely. All right. Well, that'll be it for this segment. Stay tuned for more. We're gonna make a playlist about this WCW era to make it easy for you guys on our YouTube channel, so watch out for that. And we'll see you guys hopefully soon. And subscribe, I forgot to mention. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't yet. Subscribe, otherwise the NWO will jump you. <laughs> or Vlad will jump you. Vlad will <laughs> exactly. Show up your I've been threatening people left and right. That's how we're getting more <laughs> subscribers. So it's been working slowly and surely. We'll see you guys next time.